welcome to another edition of Podposition. I do have to warn you right now that if you pre-ordered this episode that the extra additional audio is a single-use file. Once you listen to it, you cannot listen to it again. Okay, that's a consumable file. The durable stuff, the used condoms, they can be yours to keep forever. But there is a difference there. Don't be disappointed. Okay. We're also we're also going to cut out all of Jim and Laura's really funny jokes. And if you want to hear those, you got to pay one ninety nine. And even once you've heard some of these jokes, we're going to do things where we're going to like you know let you hear the joke and then pretend the joke doesn't exist. You know, we're going we're going to do all sorts of great con- yeah. pro consumer practices. This now, week. of course, you can yeah. avoid all that if you augment your podquisition. Now, you as a community can vote for what features you'd like in the podcast, and that will be in there. You know, it could be a a limited edition statue that would look fantastic in photographs, but when you get it, it's a shitty bit of resin. Uh, Or it could be a steel book thing. People like steel books, don't they? The point is, is that Deus Ex Mankind Divided is really, really good, but Square Enix really, really wants to fuck it up. Yeah, and co- treat, treating consumers like shit is really bad, but um, also we're neutral on it. Yeah, there's been a bunch of really <laughs> shitty anti-consumer stuff happening this week, and Deus Ex is certainly one of the big culprits this week. It has not been not been smart. Like, okay, let should we just you know you know who I feel whole, bad for uh, the developers. Who who spent hours upon hours of their time balancing the XP system in that game. Just to have <laughs> some publisher come along and let people fucking buy the upgrades. Yeah. So can I can I just ask, is this the first time we've ever seen a consumable item as a pre-order bonus? The reactions in this, in this kind of way. The reactions people are having to it seem to suggest that it is uh I mean it's certainly a first for the series. Human Revolution mm. had consumable pre-order bonuses, but if you started a new save, they would be there in the safe again to be used again. Yeah, they yeah. they were they were consumable for your uh, PSN network or whatever your tag was, not per like save file. I have a question. So, say instead of uh, starting a new game, I load up my earliest save, which I think is at the very beginning of the game. Can I still use the weapons on that save file, or is it? It, I it, believe... it records how late in your how late you save and everything, and it's like, yeah, no, fuck you, you can't use it. I'm not too sure. I I believe weapons are fine. Weapons can carry across saves. It's the Praxis kit and the whatever else there are. Oh, that's good. I don't give a shit about pre-orders in general because I think most of them are horrible. Uh, So I I don't know exactly what's in there, but, Mm. yeah, people are a bit There's some very sexy guns, because I got the... um, I didn't know which one they'd given me, but it turned out it was the, um, with the season pass and all that, and the guns you get are very sexy. And it would be an awful pity if they didn't carry over into the the other saves, because that would mm-hmm. be a dick move. Well, I believe that that's their ruling, is that what they call the durables, which your equipment and stuff carries on, but your, uh, your consumables, once they're gone, they're gone. So you better... You better choose wisely with them if you did get them in the pre-order. Um, that's one of the many controversies Your that have popped up. Hmm? Your consumables. Your consumables, yes. Um, hello and welcome to Podquisition, by the way. I uh, didn't do an intro. We did just sort of launch into talking about Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which, of course, is the biggest release this week. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm joined by Laura Kate, as usual. Hello, Laura. 
Hello, how are you doing this week, Jim? I'm fantastic, I'm alright. Uh, just working on a bonus Jimquisition, that'll be up before this goes up, so you're getting two again this week. What a lovely treat oh. for all the, all the listeners, get a lovely treat if you, if you watch that show. I would imagine a lot yeah. of you do if you're listening to this. And I'm also joined by Gavin, hello mate! Hello. Hello, uh, I'm kind of you to join us. Uh, um, I know how you get with uh, anticipated releases. It is uh, uh, a big sacrifice yeah. for you to, to take time away from Deus Ex to come and join us for a bit. I have I have not stopped playing this game for the last four days. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think you were going to have too hard a time getting to this show because all, everything I've been hearing from you is that you're not super into this game. Like You're just going through the motion with, emotions <laughs> with it. Is that right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, it's mm. just, just another stealthy game, whatever, like... Yeah. Exactly, it's like, ah, oh, put four days into yeah. it, but really that was, you know, I had to, no, I didn't any, want to. Anyone following my Twitter knows that I'm having a real good time. Like, I, I want to take this game out for dinner, <laughs> order a three-course meal with starters, and let it get any drink on the menu at once and pay for it all. That's how much. I want wow. to work this game into a lather Start and put it all over well. my nipples. They'll even, you'll even get them those fancy cocktails what are made with champagne and are quite expensive, like £12 per cocktail. Yeah. I want to take a shower with this game. and like. Do, do you, you want to have a day of sex with Deus Ex? Exactly. Uh, uh. exactly. That was a fine Deus example of oh. fantastic oh. wordplay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we are nothing if not fantastic, talented wordsmiths on this show. Exactly. So, yeah. Let me just, uh, I just need to say one thing before we continue. Oh, Um, yes, yes. I do feel like Mankind Divided is, it's quite possibly the best game I've ever played with a publisher that has been this intent on destroying it. Like, like just (laughs) wrecking as much goodwill as possible. Like, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I don't regret that. I spent like Gavin, like days straight playing it from beginning to end. I've not done that for a while, that, that, like been that hooked. I did not want that fucker to end. Um, yeah, I feel ending, like I'm getting to the end now and I'm getting sad because I right? don't want yeah. it to end. <laughs> yeah, like the ending has been quite famously called out for being abrupt and it wasn't just that. Like that was bad enough, but it was also just this sense of, oh, like I want to yeah. go back. I want to go back to Prague and... and do more. Dick around more. You know, yeah, I want to yeah. jump I'm... around and, and find new ways to get into people's apartments and steal all their stuff and drink all their booze. Like, that, yeah. that, that's all I wanted. I was sad when it was over. But Jesus Christ, Square Enix, calm your tits. You've got a free-to-play I... mockery of a thing in there. You've got that breach mode, which is the biggest load of money-grubbing bollocks I've seen since Final Fantasy or The Bravest. This... This is the problem with what Square Enix are doing, right? I was uh, telling someone who doesn't play this game, uh, who doesn't play any games this week Mm -hmm. about how amazing this new game I was playing was, Deus Ex. And their response was, oh, isn't isn't that the one that was in trouble for being racist? I was like, really? This could, like, this is what you're doing, Square, with this awkward, awkward ass advertising and with your, you know, shitty microtransactions and stuff like you're giving an amazing fucking game a bad rap. Yeah, I mean, all of the mm. the, the like marketing this, this, this steps in, were. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm yeah, very yeah, excited no, no, about no, this please, game, yeah. as you can tell. <laughs> no, no, take the wheel. I mean, it's literally in the top three games I've ever played. It's fucking I I can't even. We let him take the wheel, and off I he take goes. the wheel, and, and Skype cuts him off. That's kind <laughs> of perfect. 
Oh, Gavin's new router's doing him good. Yeah, Gavin changed his route recently so that his internet would be better. Uh, and I don't think it's helping too much because he, he's gone because I let him well, take over the discussion. It, it's fine. I'll take over the discussion while Gavin's router's yeah. not working because I suspect this is the only chance I'll have to get a word in about Deus Ex this week because Gavin, you know, has things to say. Um, I've obviously not played as much as either of you. My copy didn't turn up until yesterday, so mm. I've been a few days behind you both. I am in total agreement that I put this game in and just kind of kept playing. And I'm going to be sad when this is over because this is a bloody polished game yeah. outside of all the bullshit. Yeah, once you get, like, once you look past all the bullshit, right? the bullshit is the reason why, like, this is yet another superb game that I'm not considering for Game of the Year rewards at mm. the end of the year. Like, this joins Overwatch and Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, both of which were shoe should be shoe-ins, but... You know, people say, well, if, if it's not that big a problem, if you could still really like the game and give it a 9 out of 10, why won't you consider it for a Game of the Year awards? I'll tell you why. Because fuck microtransactions. I don't need a better reason than that. Fuck microtransactions in $60 premium games. If you want yeah. microtransactions, make a free-to-play game, you greedy fuckers. The sheer principle of it, and I don't care if people don't think that's a good enough reason. If people think principle isn't a good enough reason to not give a game honorifics at the end of the year, that's my policy, and I'm not overlooking it no matter how much I like a game. It, yeah, yeah, but Jim, Jim, what you're forgetting is that you can now hack from a distance rather than having to go up to the thing and hack it. You can hack it from a distance. And if that's not game of the year material, I don't know what is. <laughs> Actually, I, that's not strictly true, although hacking from a distance is fun. To do the keypads and the security monitors and computers, you still have to do it old school. The remote mm. hacking is for turning off car alarms so that you can loot them and yeah. temporarily shutting down robots and but just you doing can a do few them remote from a things. It's you can do them from a distance now, so game <laughs> of the year, I'm not taking no for an answer. you got to throw away all your principles, Jim. I, I'm giving it my Podquisition Laura Game of the Year award. <laughs> you can hack things from a distance. I honestly did. Um, I regretted not picking that up, that, that augment up. Until oh, late in the mm. like, I picked it up late in the game, like the last furlong of the game, because it didn't seem all that useful. I'm like, well, I've already maxed out all my regular hacking, and I'm already playing stealthy. It's like I'm not going to need remote shit. And then I was running out of options. It was like most of the other augments I could have added would be lethal. So I'm like, mm. well, you know what, remote hacking. Two points, whack it in, there's no upgrades for it, it is what it is, let's see it. And then, yeah. straight away, I'm like, I can hack the world like Aiden Pierce and his <laughs> iconic baseball cap. I am Watchdogs. I, I picked it up very early, like as soon as I could get it, I went for it, because I was like, anything that allows me, I like going non-lethal, and anything that allows me to deal with a situation from a distance without having to get near things is good for me because I'm not good at hiding when there are actually people around. So, right, right. Yeah, remote hacking, uh, that that is the shit and I'm quite I'm quite into it. Also, Aiden looks quite quite nice. He's got a very high texture beard now. He has got a very high texture beard. It's a shame he's, about the animations in dialogue. That's uh Yeah, but his weird if he stands movements. still, if he stands still, his beard is a very nice texture. Just ignore all the stuff that happens, you know, when he tries to move. 
he looks nice as a T-posed model. Yeah, yeah, like Aiden, Aiden, uh, Aiden. I'm calling him because I was talking about watchdogs. Um, Jensen, right? You sit down. You shut up. I might give you a blowy. Just don't talk or move. That's that's how I like my men. Because I'm a oh misandrist. My, oh my god. So I haven't replayed the first two games in a while. Um, so I watched the 12 minute video they have at the beginning of the new Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand our iconic protagonist's um, voice as a narrator. Because my god, I couldn't hear a bloody thing he was saying over the like all the dramatic action music. It was just... <laughs> And I snuck into the place and then I had augments. He's a very mumbly man, and the. He, it, it's not helped by his gruffness and his light hearted, uh, light, light spoken, soft spoken. That's the phrase I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, he's very soft spoken. He's very soft spoken whilst also being very gruff and mumbling, and that's fine when he's shouting generic action terms. Not so great when he's trying to be action movie protagonist for 12 minutes. Yeah, I actually did at one point have to turn the, the music down a little bit because I found that. The balance was a little off for me. Like I found that the music did kind of drown out dialogue sometimes, so I did dial the the music back a bit. Uh, not just Jensen, although he's the worst one because he's such a mumbly fucker, but uh, <laughs> a lot of the other characters as well. But otherwise, it was I thought it was a very nice story. It wasn't as mm. you know big conspiracy as previous games, but I thought that the the social commentary they didn't try too hard to the point where they put their foot in their mouths some might say Mm. they didn't try hard enough but they did they tried bless them i will i will say the times when they tried they weren't always subtle with it um i'm just gonna say three little letters and you'll know exactly what i'm on about sjw I got so uh, much shit because I uh, tweeted about You acknowledged that. that that was in the game with no other commentary yeah, and the internet I, gave you shit. Like, you just were like, a news reporter says SJW and the internet just lost its mind yeah, at I, you. I thought it was funny. Like, I was just, like, like checking... I was um, in an apartment in the game, like, checking stuff. <sighs> God, I hate my fucking ISP so and I much. That's that's with the new fucking modem. I know. You know what, Gav? Gav, it's fine because it meant that I got my like three, four minutes of getting to talk about Deus Ex, and I'm Ugh. fine with you talking about Deus Ex this week. I'm glad I got my three or four minutes in. Yeah, it's she just... got her, her bits in, and it's going to be basically you telling everyone how great the game is, and me agreeing before I then launch into a tirade about Square Enix. So let me guess, Laura thought it was what thought it was shit. No, <laughs> no, I really, I really bloody liked it. Laura's um, been hacking the world. Yeah, I like well, having them hacking. Well, we know Laura's been hacking the world. Get... Nudge, nudge, oh. wink, wink. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, won't we? Okay, um, just, just, just on the. If this happens again, right? I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep recording, and yeah. I'm gonna go onto my phone on my like data roaming <laughs> thing, and like just not use the Wi-Fi at all. So, okay, if, we'll. I, we'll I might find sound a funny when that... I come back if if I crash again. That's fine. We'll make it all work, but. Uh, yeah, I quite like the the remote hacking thing because as someone that's not very good at like hiding near people but wants to go non uh, non lethal, I like being able to hack stuff from a distance, which is nice. And I like Adam Jensen's beard when he's like when he stood still, but when he moves, he looks ridiculous. And that's pretty much what we covered while uh, you yeah. were gone. I was just oh, telling and, everyone and about SJWs. the uh, yeah. yeah when I heard the guy on the in-game TV. Uh, 
report that on um, Picus News uh, mentioning social justice warriors, and I thought that was a bit funny. So I tweeted about what it. I thought and was all I did was quote was, him, and then how everyone upset people got about that when you well, that's tweeted it. it. They got upset your tweet, at me your reporting tweet had zero speech. context. It was just this line of text is in the game and no other observation. But was All so, of a sudden, what was so it was funny was both Jim like, Sterling's triggered. He's such an estrogen. I'm like, but I, I, I'm not the one being quote unquote triggered. Like you're there the were ones also who are flying people, into a rage. There were also people who thought that the game was complaining about social justice wires and they flipped their fucking lid as well. <laughs> I, I tried to make it as clear as I could in 140 characters. Like, he... He was a talking head on TV saying that social justice warriors are against um, a discriminatory law against orcs. Like, I think that frames the stance quite well. And anyone who knows anything about me ought to have known. I wouldn't have been upset at some discriminatory asshole on the fake television bringing Use, that term using up. Using that term, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're lucky I didn't fucking say what I was going to say, which was they absolutely nailed the look of the guy, the kind of guy who'd use that term unironically. Jim, are you taking a stance on the SJW guy? (gasps) He fucking looks like someone who'd use that term unironically. I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, anyway, Gav, I'll, I'll just I'm assure you, I'm not, move I'm along not here. triggered. <laughs> yeah, Gav, Gav get back to your you two, tri- you two are triggering me right now. Okay, well, get back, get back to your, your Deus Ex Force, Gav. People on no, YouTube no, no, but you, comments you, you, thinking they're um, so fucking edgy using that goddamn term all the time. Sorry. So, going Gavin, Deus Ex. Gavin, Deus Ex. Why do we always end up bitching about people? Gavin, Deus Ex. Deus Ex is unreal. It's fucking amazing. It's brilliant. <laughs> Laura, you were saying you like the remote hacking. Yeah, uh, I, I, I regretted I, I, not getting that earlier because I didn't realise there's so much other shit Jim, you can do yeah, with it. I said the Jim exact said the same, same thing. thing. Turning yeah, off I, mines I, and closing shutters and just doing all yeah. sorts of weird shit with it. I was lucky that I picked it up at like pretty much as early as I could awesome. and it mm. was so useful I it, it made that game something very mm. different for me and I love it and There's, I love that you get 5xp every time you hack something like it's yeah. not it's I love not that really you get, much but I love that you get as much money for finding or as much xp for climbing in through a window as you do for hacking the door this time that's something that really needed to be fixed it is kind of like, like yeah like the rewards in Human Revolution were kind of set up to where it's like, Stealth yeah, you can hacking. do whatever you want, but yeah. what some ways are better than yeah. others. Mm. From either, I don't know whether they think of it from a nobility or a morality standpoint. You know, mm. oh well, of course it's better not to kill and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it does kind of go against the idea of you know, you're Adam Jensen doing the, thing, the doing things the way mm. that he'd want to do it. So mm. you know, I'm someone who has. Uh, I was explaining it on my um, Jim Impressions video I did. Like, I approach Deus Ex the way uh, the Jigsaw Killer approaches his MO in Saw. Like, mm. I'm technically not a killer. I'll go non-lethal unless there are turrets and robots I can hack. Because that's not me doing the killing. I Okay, I may then use my super strong arms to pick the turret up and walk around the streets shooting the police officers yeah, uh, but with the turret the in shooting. my hand. But yeah, the you just turrets... happen to be holding the so weapon. Does that, does that mean you can use Jensen's mines as well? Jensen's don't kill people, well? turrets do. Does that mean you can use mines as well? 
I'll use gas mines um, to knock everyone out, but I won't. Or, use... or gravity by throwing people off a building. I I may have knocked it's someone out fault. and tossed them off a building once. Yeah, and when you shoot them in the face, it's not your fault. It's Isaac Newton's fault. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I also like that that Deus Ex, as a series in general, doesn't have a bullshit morality system. Mm. It's it you it lets the player's morality guide it. It's like, do I care enough about this world and these characters and the protagonist that I want them to interact with the world in this certain yeah. way? Um, I think. It and doesn't also like, like, you into a binary of this is one, right, this is wrong, this is good, this is evil. Mm. One thing I'm enjoying in this one is that it does encourage you to to not just stick with one play style. I mean, mm. for the first couple of missions where I was against cops and kind of freedom fighter types, aren't and I didn't really know who they were and stuff, and I was kind of, yeah, let's go non-lethal here. But then there's other mm. parts of the game where you're fighting kind of crime syndicates and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right putting a couple of these guys down, honestly. I, I think they did a really good job of making you reevaluate on a mission-by-mission basis, like what mm. are the pros and cons of going lethal or non-lethal. Because um, mm. like, the very first mission, you basically come across like, okay, here is your, your breakdown. If you go in guns blazing, you can probably get out some hostages that are going on. If you go non-lethal, you'll probably have your conscience clear, but if that hostage doesn't come out alive, well, you're going to have to explain to the family, yeah, we didn't use lethal force to try and get them back. And there's stuff like that where it's like, oh, here is a bunch of information. I feel like I can make an informed choice about whether I should, you know, shoot or not and what the consequences might be. And I thought that fu- was very nice. What's funny about that prologue, actually, is that the mm. achievement for doing your non-lethal playthrough only triggers after that prologue so if you kill a few of those guys you actually can still get the achievement for non-lethal exactly and i i like the whole way they've done it they did a good job of making you be like yeah some people you might kill sometimes you might not do you've got enough information to know who who you might want to kill non-lethal doesn't just mean you have to do it stealthy like yeah. you've no. got weapons, you 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 can get a grenade launcher that fires concussive grenades instead of explosive. Mm. You you can make the typhoon augment lethal or non-lethal. So it's like you can yeah. be bombastic with it um, while still not actually killing. And when you do the Batman thing, you know you're going mm. in violent. Um, like I, I like I would... to pick people off stealthily just to thin the herd. And when there's a couple left, that's when I sort of kick the door in and yeah. beat the hell out of them. Yeah, and I find that that real range of choice is um, really reflected in the level design this time around. I mean, I've never Mm. seen... I mean, I'll talk about the hub in a minute, like the Prague hub, which is incredible. But even even like the couple of missions I've done, story missions, they're so wide and so vertical and... I don't... I, I think I spent maybe six hours doing one mission yesterday because i didn't i didn't want to miss anything but like it's actually staggering how many routes there are through the levels it's very impressive it's one of those games where me being me will often take some ridiculously difficult route where i'm like fighting through scores of soldiers and or officers or freedom fighters or whatever fighting my way through and then once i get where i'm going see three different air vents a yeah. climbable <laughs> yeah. ledge, a crack in the wall. I'm like seeing all of this shit where I'm like, I didn't have to do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But then it's like, 
you're glad you did because then you get to find the other stuff after. And like I, yeah. I, there, I again, I can't. I'm not going to spoil what it was, but you probably both know it. It's like a very big area where you meet a very important character, and it's mm. different to the rest of the game that you've seen so far. And just everything in that area, from the visuals to the design layout to to a certain really epic large area of it that you're moving upwards and just it just it's such a scale I've never seen in a game before of the amount of ways you can do things and it just I'm I'm honestly staggered by it like I think yeah, I, I I can't understand how people scored this game a six it, I just it, it boggles my mind that anyone could score this game a six or a seven it <laughs> is know? an incredibly <laughs> polished execution on that whole idea and. Yeah, they they put they put the work in to make that very shiny and nice at being what it is. And Prague, like Jesus, you, yeah, and you, Prague. <laughs> you can spend so many hours just exploring that city, and I love how the side quests work. You can find them in so many different ways. Like you break into a random apartment and find a pocket secretary with a code that leads you to a, a storage unit that has a safe in it, and a little detail about a new mm. drug that's going around the town or you might find that quest by talking to someone random or you know it's just yeah there's a guy geniusly who, um, designed i found a guy and and i just stumbled on him you know i just stumbled on a guy trading neuropazin for encrypted pocket secretaries yeah. that gave you clues as to where side missions oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah 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 like guy. just stuff yeah. like that like it's very 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 good stuff um, and so and so many of the side missions have these wonderfully evolving cryptic stories that kind of yeah. the further into them you get the more interesting they become i mean there was one i got from just looking at a fuzzy billboard and that turned out to be an incredibly interesting mission mm-hmm. and i was now just the, like wow <laughs> i feel like i've missed you know plenty mm. of them as well and and mm. every side mission can add at least an hour, if not several hours, to the yeah. game. It's yeah. um, really good. And I like how a lot of them kind of draw from Jensen's whole cop past, especially yeah, because yeah. the police force in, in Prague are shown to be very... Uh, Arseholes. Pre- yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. A, bunch of tw- a bunch of dicks. Um, so a lot of people re- end up relying on Adam as a former cop. And so there's these moments that made me think of L.A. Noir. Uh, where you're actually trying to solve cases. You're going into people's apartments and you're investigating, looking for clues. Um, There is one where there is just a full-on crime scene that you're picking bits up and examining things and and, and then interviewing people. And I'm like, well, holy shit, this is set up just like L.A. Noir and the whole story ends up just devolving to something really dark and and interesting. And I find that that's where... Not just some of the best gameplay and some of the best structure is, but some of the best writing. It's almost like the main Absolutely, story they tried yeah. to be a bit, a bit more general, a bit, a bit more you know open to everyone and open to interpretation, a bit more you know fence city. But when you get into the side missions, that's when like they make some a lot more pointed social commentary and a lot more unique explorative ideas in terms of just the, the, the fiction of the universe as to what lot, it means to be augmented, what it means uh, to fuck with your body in, in such an extreme way and what that could mm-hmm. do to you and how people um, treat you lot, 
uh, afterwards. And, and, and how, also, the, yeah. the side missions have a much more uh, playful and fun um, approach to the design and the gameplay as well. Like, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. They, there's they, there, like there's one mission is... where you have to knock someone out and drag them through an area without being seen, which I, I thought was a hilarious idea. And if you'd have <laughs> had to do that in Human Revolution, it would have been a pain in the arse because uh, the dragging was so slow, but they've thankfully sped that up. <laughs> yeah, they kind of uh, just said fuck it to any sort of realism with the dragging, mm. which I appreciate. Like, I, I do not mind breaks from reality if it makes the game mm. better. It's, and it's it is better of, if you can just, like, grab a leg and then just... Whoop. It's one of hundreds of uh, quality of life tweaks they've made since Human Revolution. Which is yeah. kind of exactly what I wanted. I wanted the same game, but but with all the annoying shit fixed. And yeah, they've done yeah, that, basically you know? finely tuned. And mm. I said in my review, like, and it's very worst. Mankind Divided is just more Human Revolution, which yeah. is not a problem if you love Human Revolution, which I, I you know, I, I adore yeah. the shit out of it. The only yeah, and and to me, it's a better game in every way but one. And so far for me, the the story doesn't feel quite as epic and kind of globe trotting and yeah i i did well i and, think there's a reason for that and yeah. i think basically this is the way the game ends and the way the game is centered so fully on prague mm-hmm. um lends credence to a gymquisition i did a few months ago where i was talking to a source of mine a source of mine who has uh done a lot of extensive work with Square Enix and told me a lot about their attitudes in the end of the last generation heading into this generation of games and giving me reasons as to why so many games seem to be carved up into bits and pieces and being turned episodic like Hitman and stuff and one of the bits of information I was given which I mentioned in the video was that Deus Ex Mankind Divided was a much bigger game a much mm. bigger game than the one we've got. There, there are two and other cities that are frequently referenced in the exactly, game. Exactly, exactly. That you plan, don't visit. The plan I've heard is that it was originally one big game and it's been retooled to be three games. So three more? The, uh, um, I want three, one well, more. Two more from this. <laughs> Um, well, I, I will take two a, more of this game if they can keep that yeah. level of polish. Well, to up. be fair, I mean, I've been playing for f- nearly forty hours, and like, I don't see an end anywhere near. Yeah, that's so. that's what makes me not feel too. Or bad is it? I don't know. This is why I was afraid I was getting to the end because everyone says it ends so abruptly that I'm like, am I near the end? I don't think so. Maybe I you am. You won't. Though. I mean, if you're anything like me, you won't know until yeah until it's there's there's a line of dialogue that like i i almost felt like could have just been said to the camera like like jensen could have just turned around and said we're finished now wow. you can go home um, is it like was just, it like in mass effect one like the they're still out there line uh there's a little bit of that but except actually, that game actually had a resolution <laughs> <laughs> There's actually no something he says with such finality that I'm like, holy shit! He's not just talking about the mission he just did, is he? Like he he's telling me the game's over, wow. uh, and then there's some you know epilogue stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, from what I've heard, the game is uh, a three parter. This is going to be an Adam Jensen trilogy this generation. Okay, and but but this is the second out of three, or it's going to well, be that's, a. That's what I. From what, what I, I was hope. told, what I was mm. told was that mankind divided itself 
yeah. is being split into three parts. Oh, so wow. this would be the first part of a new trilogy. That, that oh. would be my understanding. I may have to go and double check, but you know what the I prefer? information I, I was given was that, that this I, is three games. I would love one more with Adam in it, I think, to, f- to finish his story and whatever, but then skip to the future, skip past the original Deus Ex and give us a proper sequel well, to that wondering, one. I'm wondering if they're going to skip this past is a- the original Deus Ex because the Human Revolution and Mankind Divided have added so many things that kind of mm. conflict with a lot of story in the original Deus Ex now. And I yeah. feel like the only way they can fix that is to just full-on remake Deus Ex, which I wouldn't have a problem with. Like they if could they bring do that, the yeah. gameplay that they had in, in Human Revolution and Mankind Divided and put that into the 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 general story outline of Deus Ex and yeah. add in some story that ties it all together and makes it make sense within the established canon now. Yeah. I I'd be into that. Like I will play a, a reimagined Deus Ex that's kind of in line with the new universe they started with Human mm. Revolution. Yeah, I, and I think they've pr- mm. they've proven now that they have the chops to do it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe just spend mm-hmm. a little bit more um, time on the writing the main story next time, and I think they could have like. Well, I or- I already think this is one of the best games I've ever played. So I mean, I'm happy. You know. <laughs> yeah, but, it's it's yeah. it's honestly it's worth the money. Like it's mm. it's worth the sixty dollar entry fee for the game. Mm. Ignore breach mode. It's not worth your time, let alone the extra fucking money they want. I haven't even tried that. I wish I, they had spent that time on the, the campaign instead. <laughs> well, that's it. That's what it always comes down to. Like People always say, well, it doesn't affect the thing. It doesn't change this. It doesn't change that. It's like, It does. I'm sorry. Like As superb as Mankind Divided's campaign is, and I do think it's superb, there's always room to be better, and it could yeah. have been better. It could and there's have. always room for more. Give me more. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that may sound greedy and entitled, but fuck you, mm. I, you know. I'm mm. spending but, money but, on a game. I think people... I mean, I didn't spend money on this one. Mm. It was one of the rare times I got a review copy. Mm. But, uh, you know, theoretically, to be I, fair, I was prepared to buy it. To, to be fair, with quality of your time spent and the amount of hours you put in, it's it it's not a short game, and it's it doesn't feel like a game that you're wasting money on no. by paying for. I mean, like I said, I'm nearly forty hours in, yeah. and I like and I'm not finished the main story. So, I mean, I'm just I just can't resist bagging on Breach any moment I get because it should have been <laughs> really? it should have been a free to play game on a fucking browser or something like it's mm. i mean okay it's it's i mean it takes th- there's a sequence in the main campaign that is the most boring bit of the game doesn't last very long but it is easily oh, the most dull what, part of the game is that and what breach is like that an entire extrapolation oh, of wow. that boring sequence except wow. It constantly advertises consumables that you need microtransactions to get a hold of in any like reasonable number. It's yeah. a fucking bullshit. Like it's set up like a free to play game. Like it's got the two currency system. It's got your bullshit credits and it's got your chips. It's you know the equivalent of your your dollars and your donuts in the Simpsons 
tapped out or whatever it was called. It's got the two bullshit things. The tutorial is set up the same way. It's like, we're going to give you this praxis point now. Now go into the augment menu and spend it on this thing that we're telling you you've got to spend it on. You didn't think we'd give you a freebie, did you? You gullible fuck. If you want more, stump up the green, you chungus. So it's it's got that exact same tutorial setup that I've seen in so many free-to-play games. It's it's shameful. Should have been a standalone thing uh, that costs nothing. And the uh, uh, it's just like again, it's not that it necessarily makes the main campaign a bad thing but it it's still there next to it just stripping it pulling, pulling pulling resources and time away from the development of the campaign and buying anyway. credits for the actual campaign i mean come on like Gav said earlier, like the game's balanced well enough and that shit's just in there. It's just basically purchasable cheat codes. Yeah. It was Why, ridiculous I, I, when it, Namco it ruins, Bandai kept doing it for their Tales games. It's ridiculous it, here. It ruins the RPG element. You know, it, it just yeah. completely it's, negates it's, you getting XP, which is which is a really fun thing to do, to gradually unlock all your things and think, oh, what what might I need? And always yeah, keeping that always point, keeping that yeah. two spare praxis in case you reach a situation where you're like, oh, I really need the uh, the typhoon now or something, you know? Yeah, like, I can't imagine a more dull time than, like, spending all the money up front and unlocking all the augments. And there's no yeah, shitty boss fights. There's no shitty boss fights. That's, That's it, yeah. Go back they've to all the been good so far. Yeah. They've all been good so far. <laughs> Um, I did just want to say something very quick about the story and granted like I haven't finished the game yet so this could well change but much as people suspected the execution of this game's attempt to draw parallels between augmented people and real life existing minority groups falls flat on its face very very quickly Um, I think it's do you think? Very, the, I, I the, think it's well, dealt with pretty well. Uh, what what I will say about it is, I think that any attempt to draw meaningful comparisons between a group who are inherently more powerful and dangerous than you, but are also a minority group, and a while back they all mal- malfunctioned and killed a couple of million people, versus minority group that doesn't have anything inherently dangerous about them. So far, I'm like... It feels like they use the language of real minority groups completely without any real thought behind mm-hmm. why they did it. Like, I will say, looking back at the uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, art that was put out before the game came out, having now played a good chunk of Mankind Divided, there is no reason why Augmented Lives Matter was in any way relevant to the state of the world in this game because it's not it's not comparable situations you're talking about a group of people who are able to like become invisible and like shoot fire well, swords out of their arms are. like a lot of them are disabled people or are crippled who who got a limb to to make them equal yeah but they don't use any of the language of real life disability discrimination that's my point they do use if they do if, use the term racist like they, the actual yeah, that, word well, racist a few times yeah well, this, like, well, no, yes, this, this is my point is that they they are using things like say they're drawing allusions to black lives matter when that's not really the real life discrimination thing they should mm. be drawing from 
if they really if they'd been drawing from the terms of of people with disabilities and the terms that are used surrounding their discrimination that would have been a very different thing to hear where it's like you are inherently dangerous and or a disability analog and that's not really a comparable situation but we're gonna uh, that that to me that to me is the is where that to me is where that fell down a little bit in the Mm. fem there, the yeah. story and the 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 whole lore and everything is so obsessed with the whole Augs versus natural thing that it forgets that there's any other issues in the world. Like yeah, er, it, every single piece of media and and culture in the game yeah. is completely focused yeah. on the Augs v natural yeah. thing. It's like, well, like that's the only issue on the planet. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like to clarify my point, I think like it's it's not a problem that they they used real world examples in general but i think the real world stuff they tried to draw from they did so for no real reason because the stuff they were drawing from wasn't really in any way relevant to the way they were portraying augmented mm. people is that even in is that even in the actual game i don't think no, i've seen it's it not in the even game. in the game it was, it was one of those bullshit bits of marketing that they used the to just sour art, people um, well, but it's, I, it's like, I saw a again, comment like that was the, like um mm. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's like the use of the term mechanical apartheid and things. It's like it's it's all. That's not bring... in the game at all, is it? I've not it heard actually, that phrase. It's once. not in the game proper, but yeah. in the bonus features there mm. is a video vignette that's called the mechanical apartheid. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like, I'd have preferred it to have not been in the game at all because that really was. A, it's, a, a, it's I have not. Yeah, I, it's I haven't. Not in I haven't any, encountered yeah. that phrase at all in the. It's not in universe. In the game. No, it's, no, it's purely it's, in their promotion. It's it's still like why was that in any way relevant to the particular issue that the augmented people are having to deal with? I, well, I, I you know what I think I think Square were probably with. doing a Benetton there. I think they deliberately want knew it would wind people up and Maybe. talk about the game. Maybe. Remember those but Benetton ads really, in the nineties? If they really wanted to do something bold, mm. they'd have drawn analogues with gun rights, which I've mm. seen people suggest in a few places. Because that's a bit more comparable. That's a lot more people choosing there are, and fighting over the right to have, you know. There are moments in the game where weapons. that comparison is made. They're they're quite subtle and easy to miss, but they're definitely made. Like I know the radio DJ mentions it at one point. The kind of very, uh, uh, like what, who would you the kind of Bill O? No, not Bill O'Reilly. Who's that the other Alex guy? Alex Jones guy. Yeah, yeah. He talks about he equates it to like gun ownership mm-hmm. and and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, like you see that that the, should have that would have I feel would have been a more interesting focus, especially given. The whole mm. corporate angle that Deus Ex's world has, you know, the whole mega corporation thing, and not only that, but I feel like they could have drawn better analogs with corporatism and and, and the capitalism angle about that, that these is one... people who a few years ago were glorified and pressured into being augmented. You know, do yeah. your job better, get robot arms. You know, people mm. want to have sex with with an org, you know, get yourself augmented to be sexier and all this stuff. And then when it all goes wrong, they're the ones blamed. Like, there's, there's great social commentary in there, mm. but I, they, they blinkered themselves. Yeah, um, like they didn't fuck this... blinker themselves, which is a different thing. <laughs> but they blinkered themselves by just like trying to draw this race analog, mm-hmm. which I just think was not only the wrong angle, but a restricting angle because there's way wider topics that could have been covered mm. with this whole org versus natural thing. These are yeah. people who yeah, were pressured yeah. and put up on a pedestal 
by society and then just torn down and discarded because it wasn't fashionable anymore. And that, like, there, there's plenty of uh, stuff going and, on and cause in our culture. And because they crazy and killed millions of people. That as well, yeah. But again, <laughs> that wasn't their fault. Um, you know, they were forced to, by society or pressured you, or many different reasons they took these you, augments on you know what piece of media does a really good job of like tackling this same topic but better the the topic of group that is not inherently dangerous that is made to do a dangerous thing and then that gets discriminated against it's the disney pixar movie zootopia there you go and like i'm just gonna say i think that did that topic better than deus ex mankind divided has done so far the topic of group that is not inherently dangerous that something is done to them and they start doing dangerous actions and get discriminated at towards as a larger group and then tying that into real world commentary i think zootopia did better (laughs) which feels like a very weird comparison to make but yeah basically the They've got the tools, like everything about Mm. the world and the conflict between the augmented and the uh, non-augmented is good. It's just they chose the wrong parallel. Yeah. I think that's that's the issue I have. They chose their parallel thoughtlessly, but it doesn't mean that they didn't have the stuff there to draw real-world parallels with. That's it. And I do feel... the wrong thing to try and draw parallels to. I do feel they get a bit of grace because... Aside from a few missteps, you know, again, like using racism as a, as an actual, like explicitly saying it. Uh, unlike previous Deus Ex games, they're not as on the nose as they could have been. They could mm. have really stepped in some shit, but for mm. the most part, they just do a good job of showing things like police oppression and stuff, which is a bit more general. Um, mm. You know, it's funny actually because people people hold up the first one as an example of that one really well, but. I don't know that that was like some neo matrix stuff there that oh, was yeah, pretty was, on the nose mm, like cheesy shit like people yeah. really do you know they it's a it's a venerated game it's a critically acclaimed beloved game the first day sx it it's very good i came and this, to it and late, this one is great it, for all the same reasons it. as that one yeah um but yeah people put that on a pedestal and it no, the first day of sex <gasps> had its issues and it's one, very dated mm. sorry this is totally kind of changing the topic now but there's another thing that i really loved in the game and that's the use of color at first i was really disappointed that my beloved like black and gold was gone but it actually the way they've used color to uh deal with the different themes in the game is really really clever in fact bordering on genius i think because whenever you see the black and gold color scheme now it's in these rundown shitty like oppressed og areas and mm. the greys and the whites and the the very plain um washed out colors of the naturals that those colors things in those colors tend to look more confident and clean and well kept and i thought that yeah, was so clever how they did that's that that's fair enough saying that now but you're the one who's got to do a song that's called black and gold and blue and gray and white and black and brown and red and green and <laughs> like yeah. it's going to be a very long song title gap i'll just call it like you know adam's rainbow <laughs> i i would love to see you that call man's that never rainbow. seen a rainbow that miserable <laughs> but fuck. even even like one of the first rooms you you go into in the game is it's got that black gold color scheme. It's got these Renaissance type pillars all broken apart and crumbling and they've got like sheets covering them and 
It's just even that that visual metaphor right there is so clever and it really sets up the the, yeah, the lore I've, of the universe, you know. I've talked about the colour filter myself. Mm. I am um, it didn't do it for me. I, I really I loved how strong the black and gold was in Human Revolution. And I didn't necessarily want black and gold again, but So I take it you I, prefer I wanted a I take it like me, you prefer Prague at night. Yes. Yes, yeah, I do. Too. Once it shifts, I yeah. I because the daytime stuff just didn't feel very, didn't feel very cyberpunk, didn't feel very Deus Ex, and I'm sure that was done on purpose. I think that's the point, I, I, and that I know was bothering point, me as but, well. But was, like, yeah. even just because I can see the point of a thing doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I get that's you. That's where I I'm at. You. Well, I love. For me, it was such a nice surprise then to come back and it's nighttime and the whole Deus Ex Five suddenly springs into life. Do you know? I, I really. But once you get that. into the red light district, that's when I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. this this looks like mm. you know the Deus Ex that I'm. But even like with. even like statues that looked kind of whatever earlier in the day suddenly have all these lights pointing up into the sky around them and all these new ads flick up on the sides of buildings in neon and shit. And I just, by the way, the visual design of Prague is incredible. And it's the really architect, the Stunning. architecture, the, the, the design of even the, even the furniture inside the apartments you go into, it's just, it's so much thought put into it, you know, and it's just, just play the fucking game. Seriously. <laughs> It's amazing. Whoa. And with that, we've, we've just spent a good 50 minutes talking about Deus Ex. Yeah. So do we want to... And if you don't stop me, I'm, I would happily spend another well, this, 50. This is so. why I'm going to suggest we maybe talk about like, some of the other yeah. anti-consumer bullshit going on this week, if, if we fancy going on to some of I that. Think 50 minutes on Deus Ex is enough. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> here's my bit of anti-consumer bullshit I want to talk about today. And I apologise if I go on a bit of a rant here, but I have a, I have a bone to pick with Sony. So today, I had a console in my hands that Sony does not acknowledge exists. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm, I'm going to talk about this. So, Laura, Laura, we said <laughs> yeah. this. We we know what you you've been doing some corporate espionage. Yeah, of you're course. You're a naughty, I, not, I you, totally, you and Adam Jensen wait. have been like entering Sony's vaults, haven't you? Are entering course, I, entering their vents. I can tell you what I didn't do. I didn't just go to eBay where there's a bunch of them on UK eBay and go buy them. So um, basically, about a week or so ago, just after we recorded the last episode of the podcast, pictures started popping up on the internet of a PlayStation 4 Slim that had been apparently on sale on Gumtree and people were understandably a bit dubious and being like, this is probably one of those things that's a 3D model or it's been 3D printed or something. And... Then a few more of them started popping up, including someone who bought this this one off Gumtree, booting it up and plugging it in and showing that it worked. People were understandably still dubious, and at this point, more of them are popping up online on Gumtree, on eBay, in various places. They all seem to be popping up in the UK, and Digital Foundry found the person who'd bought one, went over to their house, looked at all the cabling played about with the controller and were like, oh, this is legit. This is a real thing. <laughs> um, and at this point, there is like, there's an unboxing video of a PS4 Slim that's gone up and Digital Foundry have gone and tried it and said that it works. And Eurogamer have gone and tried it and said, yep, it works. And they're popping up on UK eBay 
And Sony isn't saying jack shit about it. So you know what's going to happen, I d- I Laura. I kind of admire that, though. I admire Sony just, just putting their fingers in their ears, just completely well, ignoring it's, this. It's shit. kind of, it's kind of amazing because, like, it's gotten to the point where I was like, you know what? I want to fucking know what's going on here because the unboxing video that happened got taken down. The uh, Digital Foundry video that was up got taken down. The Eurogamer video that went up got taken down. So I just went and um, found a way to acquire one that's definitely not one of the methods I've already mentioned during this episode. No siree. And yeah, the PS4 Slim is a real thing. You can plug it in your TV. It works. It's slimmer than a PS4. It has a new controller that's basically the same, except... You know how a bunch of games tried to do that thing where they would light up the controller at the back of it, where the light bar is, in different colours, depending on what was happening in-game? But you couldn't really see that light because it was never pointed at your face. They've got a little strip at the top of the touchpad now that glows in those colours. Yeah, that glows in those colours so you can see what colour it's meant to be flashing. You know what's going to happen? What? You're going to go out to the shops to do your shopping or whatever, and you're going to get home. You're, You're... your PS4 Slim is going to be gone. All the beer in your fridge will have been drank and your laptop will uh, be open and your emails will be read. Oh, I'm sure that is going to be happening. I'm sure that is very possible. Um, but yeah, like this is a thing that I have put my hands on and turned it on and plugged it in and been like, yeah, this is, this is working... It uh, looks kind of sexy and, and sleek. and. Um, I like it. The It's all a bit more rounded. Um, the... The power and eject buttons actually have power and eject logos on them, so I'm not double-guessing myself as to, like, which one did which again? I think I know, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's much easier to swap a new hard drive in and out now, because there's just this little latch on the side that you can open up, and there's the hard drive bit to replace it. It's really nice, but I'm really pissed off at this whole, like... Because we all know when it's going to get announced. It's going to be September 7th that Sony's uh, big press event they're doing. They're going to announce the PS4 Slim as coming out within a few days of that event, and the PS4 Neo specs are going to get finalised, and we'll probably find out what it's actually called. The fact that for the next two weeks, a console that I, like, have had in my hands, and that I know works and exists, and that people can go by right now... And that's in the databases for shops, and they will give you like a trade-in price for them now. That Sony are just going to pretend this fucking thing doesn't exist. Okay, Laura, I have a that's question. That's the video game industry for you. I have a, no, uh. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. If I put together a new song mm. and send it out to my um, test list of people or whatever before yeah. you know I have announced I'm doing the song, one yeah. of them steals it, sends it off to a bunch of people who start putting up on Twitter and stuff, oh, this new song exists. Am I not in my right to completely not acknowledge that? I'm you are just... well within, you're well within your right to, but I think that any of your fans who are like, wait, th- why, like, what's going on? Is this a new song? Like, I don't want to have to, you know, spend a bunch of money that yeah, I'm, I'm being charged to find out if it's a new Miracle of Sound song. What's going on? Would it not be a decent move to consumers for you to say yes i am working on a new song it wasn't meant to be out right now there will be more information or there'll be the the song will come out on this date please just you know respect that and wait for us to give you more information when we were planning to but why should i that's what i'm asking well 
why not just I, I, not, not why not just to... completely ignore it and keep the surprise for the majority of people I would say at this point well it probably is the majority of people but I think that the like, number I wouldn't of... have I wouldn't have heard okay. about this thing if it weren't for you well that's fair but I yeah. think that like the people who have heard about this are the core of the core people yeah and those are not necessarily people you want to piss off by having them know that a thing exists, but that you're being weirdly silent on it, and they want to just know, like, when can I officially why buy... Would that an- like, why would that annoy someone? I don't get it. Like, why would someone get annoyed that- by that? In the, like, let's say you wanted to buy a PS4 in the near future, and you're like, oh, this Slim looks nice. I want to know, like, when can yeah. I buy this thing? I don't want to buy the over-expensive, high-priced one on eBay. Hmm. When are you going to... What's the release date or at least like when are you going to tell us the release date and price? And they're just like, nope, it's not real. And also then start taking down all evidence that it exists and sending out legal threats to websites to take their videos of it down like Mm. that. I'm not saying that you don't have a right to do that as a creator. I'm saying it does feel like a dick move to those people who are like, I, okay, this thing clearly exists. I want to know when I can officially buy it from the people making it. And not, you know, some dodgy backhanded deal. Can you tell me more? And then to just kind of ignore that that happened. Yeah. I just think it's it's funny that they do this. Like, it's it speaks volumes of the control of information that companies mm. need. To the point where even once they've lost control of the information, they'll just pretend they still have control of it. Yeah. Well, like, like, it's out there. It's news. It's and a yes, fact. And, and they're yes. going to refuse to acknowledge it until they're until they've decided they get to acknowledge and, it. And yet, with all this stuff about how easy it is for stuff like this to get leaked, we still don't know. Fucking anything about Half Life Three? Come on, <laughs> Valve. There's got that's to be a disgruntled ex-employee well, in there that's somewhere. That's because it doesn't exist and <laughs> I, never yeah, did. Yeah, that's, that's evidence enough that it's just not a thing. And I'm still mm. waiting for them to just admit it. Just we make too much money, like letting yeah. people sell the hot trash on Steam. We don't <laughs> need to make games anymore. Fuck off. Yeah, it's it's all a bit stupid. Here, like, have another Left for Dead sequel. Yeah, it's it's all a bit stupid. Like, I talked about this, like, a year or so ago now when we had the whole, um... It was about a year ago now that I announced, oh, there's going to be this Until Dawn DLC. It's going to be PlayStation VR, and you'll be on a in a minecart shoot and stuff. And the day I made that announcement before, you know, it was official, the developer Supermassive were like, no, that's a lie, it's not real. And then a week later had the nerve to announce it with every single detail being exactly as I'd reported it. And I'm like, at least Sony haven't done that in this case and said, no, you're a liar. And then a week later turned around and announced the thing because Sony could do that. They could turn around tomorrow and say the PlayStation 4 Slim is not real. We haven't announced it. It's not real. Shut up. And then two weeks later, announce it. And they could do that, and they'd be well within their rights to, but it's mm. also a fucking dick move. So yeah, They do this uh, a lot. The game industry does this a lot, where it's, it's just acceptable, because it's marketing, I guess. It's just acceptable to lie. Yeah. To just say, this isn't real. And then yeah. sometimes, I, I forget which, what product it was, but there was an instance where they categorically denied the existence of a thing and then announced it two days later oh wasn't like, it like, something like, to do with gta it was something to do lied. with gta right the gta Maybe. the gta 5 delay that they categorically yes. said it was untrue then like two hours later announced it 
you know what the sad thing is I know that's not the one I was thinking of. In uh, fact, <laughs> that's just one of several instances. I know. I, I'm trying to think of it as well, and it's driving me yeah. crazy because there was a There's huge one. There's been different yeah. instances where they've done but, this, where like, like different games, different consoles, where it's just, no, not a real thing. And then yeah. once they're ready, which can be anywhere from half an hour to two days uh, mm. to a you know months, they will just say, oh, yeah, that's real, and we've just announced it now, and yeah, it, it's it our wasn't, announcement. It wasn't real two hours ago, but we just decided in the last two hours we're going to do this thing you gave us the idea to do it you know what it reminds me of uh the time major nelson was saying that you can't work the xbox one without the connect oh i remember that one that was hilarious yeah Yep, uh, it was Diablo the same 3, with the, was it the Diablo online 3 and... physically doesn't work without the auction store, then they got rid of the auction yeah. store. And the Xbox One, like you can't just switch a button and turn off the always online capability that we yeah. built into it as DRM, <laughs> and then that's exactly what they did. Yeah. But... Ubisoft saying that DRM is working too well for them to ever stop it, and then when it became legitimately too unpopular, their spokespeople were saying, you know the thing about DRM? never works it we hate it yeah like going back to the ps4 slim though like i think the reason it annoys me is less to do with the fact they're not acknowledge- they're not choosing to acknowledge it and it, it i'm more annoyed with the fact that they are actively taking down people's content who are reporting on it people who are like yeah this is real here is us at this like reputable site plugging it in playing it it works it's real which is like actual reporting that someone's done, and then just being like, "No, it's not in our PR plan. You got to take it down." It was legal stuff, and the fact that at that point they like that's where it's why don't you just acknowledge it? If you're having to actively take down people's reporting on the news story, maybe you just announce the thing if it's in that many hands. This is why games journalism. Nine times out of ten is a fallacy. Is is just mm. a, a a non-real a, a thing that cannot be real because yeah. we 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 live in a world where you can do the journalism, you can do the legwork, you can do the research, but the corporate powers that be can just snap can make you look like a liar. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> they they can make you look like a liar. Um, yeah, you know. No, people are so trained to be on message that it's so rare you can actually mm. sit someone down and interview them and get real answers Was from it, them. Um, and anyone who tries is called an asshole. Like there, there can be no real Paxman. There can be was no it Jeremy the No Man's Paxman. Sky delay that you were thinking of, Jim? No, no, no. That's um, they, they. I don't think they ever really denied that it was just not confirmed for a while, just oh, long okay. enough for uh, Jason Scry to get death threats, and then yeah. they came out and said it's real. Uh, but yeah, like similar to what happened with Final no, Fantasy Fifteen this you, last week. You are totally right, though, Jim, on your point of like, yeah, they can just outright lie when you do proper journalism. Like again, going back to that one from last year, I had all my facts down. I had evidence that this bloody Until Dawn VR game was real. I knew the title of it. I had solid evidence this thing was real. And all it took from them was in a Reddit AMA. Nah, it's not real. And yeah, then every webs- every website was like, oh, it's not real because Supermassive said so. And then a week later, everyone acted surprised when the fucking thing was announced. Yeah. I'm like, I bloody told was, you the thing existed. That was your reward for doing the kind yeah. of journalism that people my, want my, my reward, games journalists My reward do. for doing actual reporting was that I got to spend six days looking like a liar who'd invented sources that didn't exist. Yep. And that and of course, fucking if you, sucks. 
and there's the other issue of, you know, if you say something that a company doesn't want you to mm. say because it's not on brand and it's not the right time, they'll just blacklist you for yeah. it. You know, well, and then was, you'll never talk to them again. There was that and then time... there's a time Randy Pitchford called Eurogamer, literally called Eurogamer, bad journalists because they <laughs> broke the story about Borderlands 2 um, mm. without waiting for Game Informer's exclusive breaking of the story yeah. about Borderlands 2. Well, there's, there's that time this year where I got some hardware not from a manufacturer, so I wasn't under any kind of embargo, and I reviewed it, and then they said, well, you broke embargo. I'm like, I didn't get any embargo. You didn't send me any hardware. And then they got all shouty and saying they were going to blacklist me, and I'm like, well, what are you going to blacklist me for? I didn't break any embargo. Fuck off. Yeah. And I didn't take I didn't take down my review, and I am still on their press list because they the, backed the fuck down. The same thing happened to. Um, they posted a review of Call of Duty, the last one that came out. Um, I think what what it was now, Infinite Warfare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're, they're, they've all blended together now. But they posted a review of it. They never got a review copy. They ended up with a, an advanced copy in their hands, and Activision was like, "Take it down. You take that review down right now." And were like, no, you didn't give us that copy. And, and so Activision said, well, if we give you a copy, will you take it down then? And it's like, no. 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 That's, uh, I, I'm fairly certain they said that in public. Yeah, I... If they I, said that to me in private, then I've just fucked up. I can't uh, remember. It's, it's fine. You can double check. I can edit if needed. It's fine. But... Yeah, like, I've, I've acknowledged this publicly before. When I put up my, my Vive review a day before Embargo, because I didn't know when the fucking Embargo was, because no one in the UK got official review hardware, I was like, well, the why the fuck should I take it down? I know that, oh god, the number of journalists who got pissed off at me for that, and I'm like, don't get pissed off at me. I did the thing. I The system wasn't working, so I worked around the scripted PR system and I found a way to get a hold of hardware and I reviewed but it. But Laura, you didn't share it with the little clique first. No, and it's, it's, you didn't let us get our exclusives we had planned because we were meant to get ours out first. I'm like, well, fuck you. I didn't get official stuff from PR people, so I did what journalists are meant to do and I went and found found the stuff to make the story and I didn't I didn't fucking do nothing wrong. Shut yeah, up, everyone. Well, I mean, like... like, like uh, they 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 think it's unfair for you to have done that, but yeah. by by the by the very same token, they enrolled themselves in a game that gave them an added advantage over other people. Yeah. They agreed to things that gave them, you know, what could be called an unfair advantage. To be fair, Laura, the people the people the people who got annoyed about that are notorious for getting annoyed over stupid. Not bullshit, mentioning any so. names, yeah. Um, you know what but, I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be too worried if if you're annoying no. those people, you're probably doing something right. I mean, I'm just I'm glad I'm out of it. Like, well, like I, I really am glad I'm out of the general day-to-day game journalism thing, it, because the whole news blogging racket and all that stuff, um, if unless you're doing it for yourself, like, it is so fucking thankless. Yeah. Mm. Well, like, the whole thing that annoys me is, like, I've, I find that really rewarding when that stuff pays off. Like, the getting to have the knowledge of, oh, Until Dawn got announced while well, I talked about it a week ago, yeah. That, that felt really nice to me. I have had multiple things, like, there's been things I've written this year where I'm like, I am equally as confident this thing's going to get announced, but I know that there's going to be, like, a year in which I look like a crazy person because the company involved just won't say anything. Like, 
I'm gonna throw, you know, I'm gonna throw the biggest party in the world when NX Beyond Good and Evil 2 gets announced, because I'll be like, I fucking told you. But I'm gonna have to sit here for like a year while the company stays silent and has no comment on rumour or speculation, while I just look like an idiot. <laughs> so, point being... But PS- you get vindicated later. You do. Point being, PS4 Slim is real, and if you don't believe it's real... I fucking touched one and plugged it into a TV and turned it on and used a controller and it worked. So shut... Yeah. Everyone stop she saying this thing's not real. Laura like, and Adam Jensen uh, snuck into Sony's vents and, like, and stole it. If, if you don't believe just me, go check Eurogamer's article where the video is no longer there, but it's replaced with an editor's note that is just a sentence, this is real. Go look at Digital <laughs> Foundry's thing where they did the same thing, where they took down their video and said... There's not a video here anymore, but the PS4 Slim is real. We can confirm that. Like, listen In to the number of, of people cover-ups. This yeah. really isn't a master plan, is yeah, it, Sony? Just, like, no. it, it, you're not covering up Eurogamer by making them take their video away, but letting them still say the PS4 Slim is real and it exists and it's not fake. That's not really covering up that it exists. It's the so, Illuminum yeah. The Illuminum Yeah, so in like two weeks, I guess, I'll start showing showing you lot a, a PS4 Slim because I, I there's legal questions right now as to whether I can, but fuck it. They exist. I seen one. I done seen it. Uh right. There you go. Yeah. Oh, can I can I very quickly tell another story that's news that happened this week of people saying a game didn't exist and then revealing it existed? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so do you remember when the NX was first announced, like a year ago, Square Enix were like, oh yeah, the new Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, is coming to the PS4 and the NX. And then they said, no, it's not coming to the NX, we misspoke, we, uh, we don't, ah, uh, shut up, and <laughs> recanted their story that it was coming to NX. Well, they just re-announced it this week for NX. After Fucking like lies. take with like announcing for it for NX, then taking back their announcement, then re-announcing yeah. it. So it's like, you know what? I get why you did it, but you're a liar. You, you're you, li- you, you did a lie. You did another lie. Um, uh, and the last bit of news this week. I don't know if Gav's seen this yet. There's a Dark Souls three DLC trailer. Have you watched this? Yeah. Um. It looks like more Dark Souls three. So I'm all for it. Yeah, one thing seems... one thing that kind of um, made me a bit sceptical is it showed a lot of bosses from the core game, which I hope we're not going to have to fight again because some of them are real asshole bosses. <laughs> I suspect you're going to have to fight some of them again, unfortunately. Oh, which, come on. Uh... That's lazy, lazy-ass game design if they've done that. But there yeah. there did seem to be some really cool-looking new ones in there. Yeah, well. there was some glowing boomerang thing that I remember mm. from the trailer. I don't know what and, that was meant to be. And some big Viking-looking motherfucker whose animations were incredible. And yeah. there was something with a big, like, leprechaun type job with a big pot of gold <laughs> that's trying to pour all over you <laughs> um that there, there's also apparently a new pvp map happening because like oh, cool. the base game didn't officially have a pvp zone but everyone just kind of used mm. that area after uh, the pontiff sullivan was it yeah, yeah. yeah. just fuck yeah. that area oh my god that area was that i have to go offline for that <laughs> If you could get into the right thing, it was awesome because I once stumbled in as a um, oh the purple phantoms. Yeah, I I forget. It's been a while. Yeah, I went in as a purple phantom and uh, wandered over to the the area because it's that big balcony area and it overlooks 
another balcony. And it was just a bunch of players just lined up on the top balcony looking down while two other ones were fighting for their pleasure. Wow. Like, it was this weird gladiatorial thing they'd set up, which I, as a they purple fan, just Club, ran in. They the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. And I I just ran in and fucked it up because I was a purple phantom, so fuck them. And then they all (laughs) turned around and destroyed me. Um, But yeah, all sorts of weird stuff was going on in that area. Apparently someone had, a bunch of them had orchestrated the Walk of Shame from Game of Thrones. Like one of them was was being led with the bell and and everything, (laughs) like... In their awesome underwear. stuff. They they did some very think, cool stuff with that area, but it is nice to have a dedicated set PvP area. Sure, so that sure. like, because the problem with that area is that if you were online and you didn't want to do PvP, you were kind of screwed because you had you to go sh- through there yeah. for core game progression. You um, just got done with the punts. If you're feeling pretty good, you step out and it's just a mess of yeah. symbols so on the floor, and then you get the shit kicked out. It's of nice you. for there to mm. be like the PvP place. Yeah. Desperately running around looking for gold <laughs> messages. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, d- d- there is definitely, there are definitely a percentage of our listeners who, when they heard there was new Souls content coming out, went, oh no. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a three hour podcast. <laughs> no, there's Mind not really you, much. They're still with us after 50 minutes of Deus Ex. Then yeah. There's, there's not really much to say about this DLC other than saw a couple of items. There's a PvP place, yeah. saw some old bosses, hope that we don't fight them again. Yeah. And that's all there really was to say about it, isn't there? there yeah, I mean, it, it looks good, you know. It, it, I, Laura, I'll take more Dark yeah. Souls. Laura, have you heard of a game called Valley? No, I haven't heard of a game called Valley. Check it out. I feel like you'd enjoy that one. What was Valley? Give me, give me a pitch. I discovered it last night. I was bored. I was browsing on the PlayStation Store, and it came out. It actually came out yesterday. Like it, it's a brand new release. I'd never heard of it. Uh, it's by Blue Isle, the uh, team that did the Slender, the Arrival, and started playing it. Figured it was a uh, you know what they call a walking simulator. Um, that's how it started. Lots of pretty music, lots of wandering through this valley with trees and shit and whatnot. Then I walk along, there's a big crate on the floor, open it up, get a Fallout-style um, black-and-white 50s-esque video explaining that this is the leaf system. Um, I forget what leap amazingly power like something um but it stands for something about leaping um talks about how it can make you jump real high and run real fast you put it on and then suddenly it goes from what looked like this run-of-the-mill walking simulator to i am running down this hill gaining momentum really really fast oh shit there's a ramp at the end of this hill now i am jumping like 50 feet over a giant chasm and i am fucking flying and the whole thing is like just running and jumping and leaping and eventually you get more upgrades to it and whenever you die like if you fall down a a cliffside or whatever you're instantly resurrected because that's what the suit does it but it it resurrects you because it draws life from the surroundings and puts the life in you and you don't have a health meter. The valley has a health meter. And the more you die, the more shit around you dies. Like, there could be some deer that have been dancing around, and now they're dead. And the trees are now Jesus, dead. Jesus, that's really clever. And why, has no, why has no game ever thought of that as a way to deal with the death mechanic it's before? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, it's it really literally clever. Exp- yeah, it literally explains respawning in a game. And... 
your suit actually has the power to absorb life and give life out as well. So if you've got battery power, uh, the stuff that got killed, you can shoot. I have a question, Basically shoot Jim. it with life. Does it hinder your fun somewhat in that in a game that has a lot of speed and jumping that it makes you kind of play more slowly and cautiously? Um, no, actually. The only time I'm playing slowly and cautiously is when... I feel like there might be some crates around because there are crates that have some upgrady oh, okay. parts and stuff. But the actual, like, you are moving so fast and the leaps are so dramatic that when I see a chasm, it's exhilarating to jump across it. I'm not worried I'm going to die. Yeah. The, there are some bits that are more platformy than others that are definitely, like, kind of like the old Sonic the Hedgehog games where it's like, okay, here's a slower platformy bit. Now that that's out the way, have a big fucking hill to run down. Uh, and then it's really rewarding. So they balance it quite well. Like the moments where it wants you to feel exhilarated and, and get that rush of just jumping and running, like it focuses just on that before slowing down again. So it's, mm. it's really well paced. I'm not um, hugely far into it. It could all go to shit, but so far from like the hour or so I played of it last night, like I fell in love with the thing. And I, I've I, got a impressions video up now and I'm going to get a review done. But yeah, well, really something to keep an eye I on. I guess I know what I'm doing tonight then. Um, before we go, do we have time to do a couple of questions before we wrap yeah. up? Yeah. So you got, we've got so. a couple yeah, of nice yeah. ones this week. Technically yeah, we not, because I'm one. doing that bonus Jimquisition, but oh, because okay. I love the people so much... I will. I will sacrifice you will, you time. Will, I don't. You have. will sacrifice the life of the trees to keep this podcast going a little exactly. longer. Exactly. Um, so we'll start with a question from Planet Dad. If you could have one cybernetic <gasps> augment, what would it be? I mean, people are expecting. They want you to say robo dick. They're expecting something they funny, but like, they want you to have a robo dick. Like, yeah. Honestly, I'd have like a a robo heart. So that, like, I could wake up every day without the prospect of randomly dropping dead. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, I don't know. Mechanical stuff does still break down. Yeah, but that's, that's... Not, not not as bad as my ganky heart, hopefully. That's, that's, that's pretty fair. <laughs> I, w- I, w- um... I, would, I would get the augmented heart. I w- that's what I would get. Okay. If... Honestly, I want the big leapy legs like what they've got in the game sometimes. If we yeah, if if we're going awesome. if we're going pie in the sky, I basically want robo wings. I want like augmented mm-hmm. wings. Um, I kind of like. I've not done any of this, but I really <laughs> like the idea of the low level augmenting stuff that already exists in the world. Like, I like the idea of injecting an NFC chip into my hand because it's mm-hmm. stupid to be able to like pay for the underground in London with my hand. So You know, aug- augmented <laughs> yeah. willies augmented willies and, and boobies and fannies is something that actually I felt should have been covered and it wasn't because na- if if the world was that obsessed with augments as it is in that universe, you can guarantee you every fetishist out there is gonna want to fuck an augmented person and like maybe do I mean, something fun with their willy. Does Adam have a willy? We don't actually know if Adam has a willy. Actually, I'm not gonna because I'm I'm maybe doing a video about that Adam's about Willie? Adam's penis. Oh. So I'm I'm not gonna delve too deep into it. But um, it does come up that the augmented people are even now 
even in Mankind Divided, are fetishized. Fetishized. But it doesn't go into their, you their know, genital situation. What they may have had, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't tell you what what exactly is going to happen when you uh, invade their vent. Yeah. No. So I I want wings and an NFC chip hand, and we all want robo genitals. Um, other questions this week. Uh, Tactical Bacon wants to ask, how do you prevent getting fatigued on playing games? So much of your career is essentially video games for work. I think this is uh, more more of a for you two, really, isn't it? Yeah, I I just really like video games. Yeah, like. <laughs> I have a question for you too, though, Laura. Are you, um, f- with this week being a good example, Jim? Did it suck having to uh, go through the game, just knowing that you had to review it? And was that always in the back of your mind? And would you have preferred the opportunity Ooh. maybe to just play it to enjoy it? I've I answered this question before. I know um, we. I think we did cover this, but yeah, like yeah. I, I find game criticism itself fun. Okay. I like looking at games through a critical eye. So yeah. playing a game and studying it as I play it and thinking like, you know, this bit works really well. Uh, I've got plenty I could say about this bit here. Yeah. That's mm. part of the fun for me. So even if I'm playing a game for fun, I still ha- approach it critically. I still think like I could always say something about this in some article, in some video, in yeah. something. Mm. I think it's part the, of the joy. I think the thing that I found... Um, a little bit tiring and that I struggled with this week in terms of playing games for review was the fact that I had Deus Ex turn up the same day that I had um, Attack on Titan, which uh, review embargo for that lifts on Monday, and both of them turned up at once. And I kept having that moment of, I want to keep playing Deus Ex that I'm playing right now, but I need to play some more of Attack on Titan. Oh, I want to keep playing Attack on Titan, but I need to jump back and get that bit done with Deus Ex. And having both of those on the go at once has made me annoyed that I have to switch between the two of them, which is a thing sometimes. Um, again, I, I mean, it's, it seems to me like a lot of reviewers have to rush through games. Like I've said, when I, when I see people saying that a 40 plus hour takes 16 hours to get through, I'm like, wow, it must really suck to have to rush through it that fast. There's, there's, there's certain games that you feel like you have to rush through. There are certain games that like, I will say, Hey, I'm going to slow down and take my time. And if my review's not till next week, then, you know, I'll deal with that. Um, I, I'm much in the same camp as Jim in that I enjoy talking about games I've played as much as, if not more than, playing them. Yeah. And as such, like, I don't mind pushing through a game if I know at the other end I get to talk about it. And, you know, that's what keeps me going is just the knowledge that I get to talk about these games with cool people when I'm done. Also, I try and every now and then set aside a game and say, like, I will play this game. I'm not going to write anything about it. I'm just going to play it for me. And yeah, doing that's... that once every couple of months is enough to just keep me like, that game was for me and I can still enjoy it. And to make make sure I know that I can still enjoy games a little less critically. I think that's an important thing to do. To to, mm. to I think it helps to maintain your love of the medium and, and look at it more, uh, less cynically, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I still play The Binding of Isaac, like, almost every day, mm. and I, I've got nothing left to say about it, but I, I, there's still stuff to do in it, and it's still, it's the, 
it's the one game I have at the moment that I can just whenever I've got literally nothing else to do, just mm. flip it on and have a great time. That's that's like Fallout Four for me. Mm. I'll just put that game on anytime I'm not really playing any other game and just have some relaxy fun. It it's nice to have a game you can go and do that with. So uh, yeah, uh, we got time for one more, maybe one more quick question. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, go on. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, this is one of the ones Gavin picked out this week from at Vudak on Twitter. Can you all predict, the, or hazard a guess, at what might be the next annoying trend in video games? So, for example, modern military survival. What's the next like thing that everyone's going to try and do? Procedurally generated open worlds, mm. maybe? <laughs> I was just thinking... Procedural of- generation, yeah. 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 I, and I think you're going to see that across like everything from indie through to the AAA. Like you're going to get yeah. people mm-hmm. like who throw procedurally generated universe into their existing game mechanic, and yeah. it's too tempting as well because yeah. No Man's Sky not only sold a shit ton proving that there's a market, mm. but also has that negative PR around it, which gives people an opportunity to say we're that but this better. Is, this yeah, is like, what it should have been. Too, yeah, we can. Yeah, like it's yeah. a double whammy of temptation. We, we can it's, say it's going to be hard to pass up. Yeah. It's it's going to be far too tempting to say like, oh, it's Destiny Two. It's mm. Destiny, but with that No Man's Sky stuff. But that No Man's Sky you didn't like because it didn't have the gameplay. And well, now you got your Destiny gameplay. And to you say, know, hey, just, it's it's our thing crossed with No I Man's just, Sky. I just realised, Laura, I liked Destiny more than I liked No Man's Sky. I... If you'd have, if you'd have said to me a year ago you're going to like <laughs> No Man's Sky less than you liked Destiny, I'd have been like. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I was not the world's biggest Destiny fan, and I agree with you that I probably have enjoyed it more than No Man's Sky. Like, at least with Destiny, the endless, monotonous, miserable grind was accompanied by some fun shooting and chatting with your friends. No Man's I, Sky doesn't even have that. No, yeah, that's and, and because Des- it portrays the had- loneliness of space. It's trying to teach you that you wouldn't actually like a job as an astronaut because as soon as it <laughs> was your job, no man- it wouldn't be fun anymore. No Man's Sky teaches you that life itself is a waste of time. No. That, that <laughs> the, is- search, the search for answers <laughs> to our very being is a waste of time. No, it it basically taught me like, hey, if you'd gone ahead with your plans to become an astronaut, probably wouldn't have been as fun as you imagined it, and you wouldn't have been able to call the planet Fart and have people accept that that was its name. So you're probably better off with No Man's Sky. I, I couldn't suppose. even. I, I, it, it's a really clear. I couldn't use the word fook. F O O K. It knows all of the like colloquial oh, slangs. That, it doesn't know game. all of the colloquial slangs. I can <laughs> promise you that. I've been naming. Well, I, say, I mean, I named some very naughty now, planets. Unless they changed it now, I can still call everything cum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can you can call a planet. Um, oh, what was it? Andromeda. Um, I think I saw someone call a pair of planets like Beautiful Knocker One and Beautiful Knocker Two because they were quite close Classic. to each other That's and they clever. were the beautiful That's knockers. Clever. So, yes, yeah, is that a good place for us to to wrap up for this week then? Yeah, let's yeah. wrap it up. I'm being driven to the brink of my sanity by a mosquito bite right on my fucking and knuckle. I'm, I'm being driven to the brink of my insanity by not playing Deus Ex right now. I'm yeah, being, let's get out of here. I'm being yeah. driven to the brink of melting because my office is an actual oven and I think I'm 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 about ready to, to come out of this preheated oven and go on for... Nice. Okay. Hey, hey, the internet held up for like an hour. Yeah, Hooray! Well, the internet nice. did most of it. Woohoo! 
Laura, promote yourself. Let's get this done. Promote myself. Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Laura K. Buzz Twitter. Laura K. Buzz Patreon. That's what pays the bills. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, where I just beat that super hard optional boss in Dark Souls 3 in a video that, in a video that went up, like, yesterday. Um, other than that, letsplayvideogames.com and wherever else will pay me. All right. And Gavin, your stuff. We need it. Come on over to YouTube, Miracle of Sound, where you can augment your ears with my awesome songs. And follow me on Twitter, where you can see lots of gushing. Lots of gushing this week. Nice. And that'll do it. That'll do it for this week. That was uh, the 50 hours... I was going to say 50 hours, 50 hours? The 50 minutes of Deus Ex special. And I've been your host, Jim Sterling, and this has been Podquisition. And thank you, as always, for listening to us and putting up with our bullshit. And we'll see you again next time. Bye. 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 Fucked up that outro trying to do it so quick. Sounded awful. <laughs>